Broadcasting from London, Ontario, Canada to the rest of the world, it's Ask the Top. Thank you very much for tuning in to the latest episode of Ask the Top. As always, I greatly appreciate your ongoing support, and without it, this show simply wouldn't exist. It's as simple as that. We have a great one lined up for today. I'm really excited to jump into it. Dual-branded shows, Double J, Jeff Jarrett entering the WWE Hall of Fame. I'm doing the strut, and prior to the show, I was singing with my baby tonight. Might be booted out of the house within the next couple of hours if I keep doing so. The chances of Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania, my predictions for WWE Elimination Chamber this coming Sunday on the WWE Network. If you want to listen to new episodes of this program, you have a slew of options at your disposal. Pick your poison. YouTube.com. I've had about the past four episodes I've uploaded on there. I'm going to continue with that. So subscribe to my YouTube channel. Share it. Please do. Chris Toplack. I haven't been active on there over the past couple of years, but I'm starting to get more active. I even posted a a Cation Cation video. So if you like that sort of humor, um, I kind of intertwine that with all my shows as well. Known for my impersonations, known for my humor. Uh, Some say larger-than-life personality, which is very humbling to hear that. So I, I want to be a freedom from concern and to entertain you. So aside from WWE related podcasts or UFC podcasts of the past or you know my radio shows I've done or my voiceover work, I still like to produce a lot of videos and like to be active with some more humorous content. So I want to get more back into that. So if you enjoy this, you might enjoy the new Keishin Keishin video. Check that one out. ChrisTomplack.com, TWM.News, and TheReactionRoom.com is also where you can listen to this program iTunes, podcast apps such as Overcast, all over the map. By the way, the reactionroom.com provided me with an open invitation to appear on their show. It tends to get a little rowdy, so you might see Chris Toplak uncensored over there. I think you would like that. So I'll let you know when that episode will be made available and when we can actually get together and record it. It'll be a lot of fun. As always, I'm sipping on a craft beer. Today, it is Alaskan Amber Alt-Style Ale. You know what I love about this? Aside from the fact that it is a beautiful amber color, it smells great, has a nice hoppy taste, very flavorful, full body. It's actually bottled in Alaska, which I like. Could you imagine if you were promoting Alaskan Amber and it was bottled in like Raleigh, North Carolina? Credibility, completely gone. But this is a a great beer. And worthy of an appearance on this podcast. It's funny because I promote all these beers. I get nothing in return. Even though it's funny. But, you know, back in the radio days, I would promote products constantly. Not some payola scheme, you know, when it came to music. But I promote products constantly, you know, like Subway Eat Fresh. And here, you know, I do it because... I love these beers, right? I want to give them a little bit of publicity. So Alaskan Amber is a damn fine beer. Oh, hell yeah. If you want to ask me questions, and that's a big part of why this is called Ask the Top, uh, Ask the Top is my Facebook fan page, at Chris Toplak on Twitter, 
at Chris Toplack on uh, Instagram and Google Plus as well, too. That's where you can find me. Let's jump into the industry news and rumors. We're going to jump right into the show. Uh, WWE sent out an email recently announcing that all pay-per-view events following WrestleMania 34 will now be dual branded. What that means is Raw and SmackDown will now appear on the same show. So they have the fullest there, WrestleMania, Backlash, Money in the Bank, Extreme Rules, SummerSlam, Hell in a Cell, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, Survivor Series, Clash of the Champions, or Clash of Champions, I should say. Um, there's been a couple dropped, Payback and Battleground, most notably. But I, I dig it. The only thing that makes me nervous is I've heard some rumblings that these may turn into potentially five-hour shows. Please don't do that. Unless it's high quality, you're going to drive people crazy. Now, what I do enjoy, the UFC could take a page from the WWE's playbook here, is that less is more. Once a month is all you need. Having a pay-per-view twice a month is exhausting. I mean, then that's a big reason why I fell away from the UFC so much was the fact that they'd put on three events a month. You can't keep up. Jeff Jarrett will be officially inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. A lot of people surprised by this, and I think it was particularly because of Vince's supposed hatred for him following that situation where Jeff Jarrett allegedly stood him up for money. How the story goes, like an old man, how the story goes, is that Jeff Jarrett was supposed to drop the title to China and he demanded $300,000. Now, his side of the story is the fact that he was just um, having his contract fulfilled. That's what he was owed, I guess. That being said, Jeff Jarrett has a long list of accomplishments, and clearly bridges were mended, so that's great. But six-time NWA World Heavyweight Champion, six-time WCW Heavyweight Champion, uh, sorry, four-time, I should say, three-time United States Heavyweight Champion, six-time Intercontinental Champion, one-time European Champion, one-time Tag Champion. It's a lot of accomplishments. That's, that's like damn near 20 championships right there. Now, this begs the question, and I've read this over social media. Does Double J deserve this honor? And I believe that based on that list of accomplishments, absolutely, I would say yes. I mean, that being said, I would have inducted several superstars before him, such as The Rock and The Undertaker, if he's officially done. Vader, Bam Bam Bigelow, who really is not getting the love that he deserves. Uh, perhaps even China. Of course, Owen Hart. The British Bulldogs, Miss Elizabeth, just to name a few. There's many others. Who I left off there. That's just off the top of my head. But uh, Jeff Jarrett does deserve to be in there. He's not headlining. It's not a huge deal. Don't worry about it. TMZ recently caught up with Randy Orton and Paul Heyman. I listened to these interviews. So um, Randy Orton was asked about Ronda Rousey. And his response was hilarious. I don't know anything about Rousey. She's on Raw. I'm on SmackDown. I've never met her. I don't watch Raw. That's about... As pure of a Randy Orton response as you can expect. Now, on the flip side, Paul Heyman cut one of his incredible promos regarding why Brock Lesnar can do whatever he wants. But then he offered this insight. The time away actually makes him better because his body gets a chance to heal. And he's referring to um, Brock being away from the UFC. The problem with all these UFC fighters is that they are all fantastic athletes. Top of the world. They all wear their bodies down in these training camps. All these guys that are cutting weight are destroying their bodies. Brock Lesnar is probably the healthiest fighter to enter UFC if he decides to do so. He's always ready. Always. Could he make a return? There's always rumblings that Brock can make a return. And Dana Whitehead has always said, door's always open. Why? Because he's a moneymaker. Why would you not? Rest in peace, Apollo Crews. 
No, he did not pass away, but his name is no longer with us. In typical WWE fashion, he will now be known as Apollo. According to various sources, Seth Rollins might be feuding with Roman Reigns after WrestleMania 34. Now, this could be a major reason behind his strong performance recently on Raw, which I'll talk about in just a matter of moments. If they don't turn Rollins heel and have him feud with Roman, there is a belief that he will be drafted over to SmackDown instead. And of course, he'll be a bona fide main eventer over there as well, too. I wouldn't mind seeing him on SmackDown, but I mean, he's, he's excelling on Raw especially after what we just witnessed. And that brings me to the highlights from the week. How about that gauntlet match, which I was actually reading was Vince's idea at the very last minute. He said, let's just do a gauntlet match and take up, you know, damn near two hours of Raw. Did not see that one coming. Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman versus John Cena versus Elias versus The Miz versus Finn Balor. How it worked is that it started off with Roman Reigns versus Seth and then John Cena and then Elias and et cetera, et cetera. Overall, it was Monday Night Rollins. The man pinned both Roman Reigns and John Cena back to back in the same night. Now, of course, I hear Chris Jericho in my head saying, well, I can one up that I pinned Stone Cold Steve Austin in The Rock in the same night to be the first undisputed champion. So yeah, you can't top Jericho in that regard. Seth Rollins did pretty well. He is a certified main event talent that isn't going anywhere. He even tweeted, it's nights like these when I remember why I fell in love with professional wrestling. Thank you to the men I shared the ring with this evening. It was truly special. I've drawn a line in the sand. Hashtag Monday Night Rollins. He stole the show. No doubt about that. How about Kevin Owens versus Dolph Ziggler? We've seen it before, but it was a pretty solid match on SmackDown Live. And on WWE NXT programming, which in my opinion is still my favorite of the three shows, Johnny Gargano versus Andrade Cien Almas. Ooh, what a match. Now, Johnny Gargano is apparently gone from NXT due to some interference from his former tag team partner, Tommaso Ciampa, costing him the match. Now, they're really playing this up on social media. Apparently, Johnny Gargano fulfills his obligations, thanked William Regal, and then he's done from NXT. But you know they're going to bring him back. He's going to feud with Tommaso Ciampa, but let's get to that in a second. Johnny Gargano is arguably side-by-side -side with AJ Styles as the best in the world. In my humble opinion, there's no denying that. He's that good. He is a white-hot babyface. People love him. He's on fire right now. Now, speaking of on fire, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa are telling one hell of a compelling story, and the final showdown will surpass all expectations. I can almost guarantee that. So really looking forward to the inevitable showdown between them both. It's probably going to be NXT TakeOver weekend for WrestleMania. So oh, that's going to be hopefully a potential for match of the year. And even if it's not, it's going to be the storytelling involved that is going to captivate the viewers. It's going to captivate you. I guarantee that. How about some questions? Again, that's what makes the show tick is your questions. It's your level of engagement, which I always invite you to ask those questions all over social media. So Mike Leochi got it right this time via Facebook. With Lesnar versus Reigns set in stone for WrestleMania 34, which, by the way, is not set in stone, do you think the possibility of Paul Heyman turning on Lesnar at Mania and helping Reigns win? 
So I think he was asking, you know, what, what do you think of that possibility there? Uh, this turns Reigns heel. Reason for this thinking is Lesnar would like to have one more fight in UFC. And WWE would like to keep Heyman around. He would be a great mouthpiece for Reigns. Love the concept, but I worry about the WWE's execution of it. Roman Reigns is a solid competitor. And while he's greatly improved on the microphone, obviously, um, you know, having Paul Heyman there would, you know, carrying the load, he would learn from the master. I mean, especially while he's still gaining his confidence and finding his voice. I mean, he still leagues above where he was even a year and a half ago. But, I mean, you're going to school with Paul Heyman. But that being said, I still see Roman defeating Brock cleanly without Paul Heyman turning heel. Alexa Blissfit. Is that an actual thing? Via Twitter, what are the chances of Hulk Hogan returning at WrestleMania? Very slim. Don't even have to think about that one. While he was the host at WrestleMania 30 in the same building, by the way, it's highly doubtful that Vince will take a chance at bringing him back. And, and that's because of all the negative press that could be associated with it. I mean, keep that in mind that a couple of years ago, he was public enemy number one. Yes, it blew over. He He's apologized. How sincere is it? I can't tell you. I don't know. Um, but remember, the WWE is a publicly traded company. And Vince, along with the board of directors, constantly look to avoid any potential backlash and negative press. So can't imagine they're going to bring them in, uh, bring him in, rather, on, on such an important night at WrestleMania 34. Remarkable Ted via Google Plus. Did social media kill kayfabe? Kayfabe, by the way, for those who might not be the in industry insiders or in the know is basically, you know, the the art of, you know, keeping wrestling real and true, right? It's the portrayal of competition, um, you know, the, the different rivalries that transpire, all of that. So they want to try and make it look real. But as you can imagine, you know, outside of, of children, um, you know, they probably, the vast majority of fans obviously realize the WWE is scripted sports entertainment and an embellishment of reality. Kayfabe was pronounced dead far before social media took off. Make no mistake about it. You know, what can be attributed to, you know, the death? How about dirt sheets, the internet, uh, a new generation of wrestlers who decided to take a different approach to the business, right? So feuds are now promoted, actually on social media, as part of this reality era and superstars are constantly taking photos together or just generally their everyday lives. So social media has allowed fans to be, you know, more of a fly on the wall as you follow your favorite performers, but social media is not responsible for killing kayfabe. It, it was dead on arrival far before it. Now, with that being said, you know, there are constantly drawbacks to it as well, but welcome to 2018 where the lines are completely blurred now. There's not a lot of people that maintain that kayfabe. Jeremy via Google Plus, is Rey Mysterio coming back full-time? I'm assuming that you mean to the WWE. If Rey were ever to return to the WWE, it's going to be a part-time schedule. He's even said that. He's 43. Um, last I looked, I believe he's been wrestling since about the age of 14. That's nearly 30 years of wear and tear on your body. So he's earned the right to work on his own schedule, and he doesn't need the money at this point at all. Predictions. WWE Elimination Chamber takes place this coming Sunday, February the 25th from the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. Hopefully the superstars can stick around for a few additional nights and enjoy Sin City. Where else on earth can you be 
walking down the street at 11 o'clock in the morning, drinking a tall boy in public. It's an adult Disney World. But beyond that, world-famous food, world-class shows and attractions, there's always something to do in Las Vegas. Love it there. Now let's get to the card. There's only four matches announced, which seems like a very small card. I'm sure there will be a bunch that pop up at the last minute. I'm fully expecting the bar versus Titus Worldwide to be announced within the near future, probably any second. But let's kick it off with Woken Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt. All the energy has been sucked out of the feud, at least for me. I'm not engaged. I'm not looking forward to it. These two should have chemistry, but it's the fact that Bray Wyatt has just not been an interesting character for a long time. Some will say, you know, he was great. Some will debate that. But he certainly had the most amount of success in his career. He was the most interesting when he was more of that cult leader versus somebody who is now supernatural. You have to suspend your disbelief around him now, and it's just too much to ask. Woken Matt Hardy is just crazy. He's a guy that lost his mind. I don't really enjoy fully the way the WWE has handled his character. Perhaps they can turn it around, though. But either way, unless we see an appearance from the Broken Universe, which would be nice, that would be Matt Hardy's family, perhaps Brother Nero, a.k.a. Jeff Hardy. He's not medically cleared to wrestle, or at least I don't think so, but he could appear in some segments. Or Bray Wyatt, he's been riding solo for a while. Perhaps somebody can be added to his family. Unless that happens, I'm not super excited. I do believe Matt Hardy is going to win the match. On next, Asuka versus Nia Jax. Now, the stipulation here is that if Nia Jax wins, she will be added to the Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania 34. Here's a spoiler for you right now. Asuka has the longest modern-day streak in professional wrestling. Do you really think they're going to end it at Elimination Chamber. If it ends anywhere, it's going to be the Big Four. And probably you can narrow that down to WrestleMania. Asuka's going to win the match, preserving the streak. Interesting to see what happens with Nia Jax, though. Where does she go from here? We have a Ronda Rousey contract signing. The WWE will attempt to push Ronda Rousey as the ultimate babyface, but this is inevitable. The crowd is going to eventually turn on her. Look at Kurt Angle on Raw when he he made the announcement. Hey, you know, she's going to be signing a contract at Elimination Chamber, and there were a lot of boos. It's going to just get worse. They're going to be forced to turn her heel, or she's going to take her ball and go home because she's not happy with how she's portrayed. Keep in mind, I've been watching her for her entire mixed martial arts career. She doesn't exactly handle situations with a great deal of maturity. So we'll see what happens. That being said, here's my prediction. Contract signing will not go according to plan. And a build towards Stephanie and Ronda will set up their inevitable WrestleMania match. And also remember, this is needing to conclude. This is three years in the making as their first showdown, if you will, took place at WrestleMania 31. Got to wrap it up. The WWE Raw Women's Championship match, it is in the Elimination Chamber. It is Alexa Bliss as the champion, taking on Bailey, Mandy Rose, Mickey James, Sasha Banks, and Sonya Deville. We've quite the dynamic here because you have 
Mickey James and Alexa Bliss, who have seemingly joined forces. You have Bailey and Sasha that seem like they're on the same page, but could be combustible. And then you have Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, who are both members of Absolution. So really, this feels more like a, a triple threat tag team match more than anything else. Either way, my prediction is that Sasha Banks retains her Raw Women's Championship. Now, I have a bonus prediction. Sasha Banks is going to turn on Bailey, thus finally turning the boss heel again and leading to a feud with Bailey. Now, if Sasha wins the match, at least those two could square off for the championship, and that would be great on the biggest stage of them all, WrestleMania. Those two have undeniable chemistry. The Elimination Chamber match for the men. It's for the WWE Universal Championship match at WrestleMania 34. So the winner will go on to face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. You have Braun Strowman versus Elias versus Finn Balor versus John Cena versus Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins versus The Miz. Who is it going to be? Some have said plans are set in stone. In the words of the great Yogi Berra, it ain't over till it's over. So until the end of the match, there is nothing set in stone. But Roman Reigns will very likely get his arm raised, concluding in him defeating Brock Lesnar, potentially get to those predictions closer to WrestleMania at WrestleMania 34. Remember, much like Ronda and Stephanie, that feud started at WrestleMania 31 as well, too, until Seth Rollins got involved and stole the title away from both of them. So finally, we will see the conclusion of those two when they clash at WrestleMania 34. That will do it for yet another episode of Ask the Top. If you would be so kind, share this show across all social media outlets. Subscribe to me on YouTube. And keep telling your friends, family, and fellow wrestling fans to tune in and support this program and send me questions on a weekly basis. I love it. We'll do this soon. And happy trails to you. Until we meet again.